Joe, do you think it's more random that he saw O-Town than you seeing Big Star? No. Like, is that like a, oh, Big Star's in town. Let's all get in the van. Big Star is a classic band, heralded. They are in museums. Like, physically? Physically. <laughs> well, <laughs> every one of them is dead, unfortunately. <laughs> Welcome everyone to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if that's a show we want to green light or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about That 70s Show. That 70s Show went 200 episodes over 8 seasons on Fox. Today we're talking about episode 1, which was called That 70s Pilot, originally airing August 23rd, 1998. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, the boys, Gordo, Ferg, Nick, and Joe. What's going on, guys? Heyo. Heyo. I'm old, so no trips out of town. (laughs) (laughs) Bob's head looks like a poodle's ass. (laughs) With that, I do want to say just a quick disclaimer for everybody. We understand what's going on with a cast member from this show. Obviously, we know that's a huge deal, and of course, we don't condone it. We just want to address the fact that we're not going to bring up him by name or anything like that. All right. So for that 70s show, pretty iconic show. But um, due to Gordo most weeks, I think I need to always ask, have you guys seen this show? Yes. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Start to finish. Okay. So uh, this show starts off with uh, just like a small black title screen that uh, just tells you where the show takes place. So is in Point Place, Wisconsin, May 1976. That's the setting of the show. Oh. So I had a thought of that, actually. Do you, do you guys find it weird that it starts in 1976? I mean, it's, it's that 70s show. They kind of cut themselves off, making it more than halfway through the 70s. Like, why not make it, like, 1970? Well, I guess because they're in high school, though. If you were to guess they were freshmen, they'll be high school freshmen and then be out of high school by 1980. 1980 so yeah. maybe that's, like, the life of the show is these yeah, kids So were they planning on four seasons? Like. I don't yeah, th- uh, you know, I don't know if there's a long term thought and what a lot of show is too, like a season doesn't always have to be a year. You know, true. so they could have right. they could have worked around so, it. You know what was interesting too, I noticed about the date. Well, first of all, I did not realize this show started in nineteen ninety eight. I didn't think it was that old. I've seen the show a bunch of times. I did not think it was that old. Because yeah, you're it feels talking a little newer. You know, I if I, okay, so consider something like, you know, Friends, right? Which is an old show. There's only a what, four year difference between them. from when they started um so if they were to make that show today it would be about 1999 now because it was a 22 year difference i think yeah so if they were to make it yeah it would be 99 Mm. now that 90 show it's funny i never thought of that but i don't know what it says about nostalgia and i think there's i forget what it's called but there's something about nostalgia where people think that a time you missed obviously is way more nostalgic than the time you lived through to me right you know what i'm glad you said that because I actually wrote something down that I was going to get into later, but it fits right with what you mentioned. Do we think, we tend to talk in past episodes, like Nick, you just brought up Friends. We talked about how that show looks dated. And when you watch a show like this, which was from made in the 90s, about yeah, the Yeah, you 70s, don't get that vibe, do you? It doesn't feel Yeah, because we didn't know what it was no. like. And, that's the thing. and I think if things look dated to us, it's because we have that nostalgia built in. And it's a super like, interesting point. Yeah, It takes us back to where we were at that time. 
So when you see things from the 70s, you're not like, that looks old, because you're just like, this was just a different world. But when you look at something from the 90s, you think about yourself in the 90s and the things you remember. I mean, there is a key difference there. The Friends was in the 90s, based in the 90s. This was in the late 90s, early 2000s, but based in the 70s. So they're trying to make it look dated. You know what I mean? That's the idea. But it doesn't come off as dated. It it looks like a time piece, and it looks, right. I don't. don't, We don't know, right? We didn't grow up in the 70s, but it looks accurate to us, but it's, it doesn't have that old Here's a question for everybody. If you found out tomorrow Hulu or whoever was making a new show called that 1999 show, would you watch it? Because I wouldn't. I don't want to. There's nothing about that time that makes me feel crazy nostalgic. Morbid curiosity. A hundred percent. I'd watch it. By the way, why did you choose 99 and not that 90s show? Because that's the year we were talking about. (laughs) I was going to say, though, they made a that 80s show. Which was a bomb. And I was going to say it. Well, they tried to. We'll discuss, but they we'll still discuss made that it. show, and, I, I, and I'd love to do with that. I would very show much episode. like to do that show. So. There's a I'm lot sure of we'll things, get there. There's a lot of things about that show I want to get into, and we'll save that, because I do think that'll make for a good episode one one week. Yeah, 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 for sure, but I was just bringing up the position yeah, that, I think that if we, they did. If they were to do a 90s show, right, just like what we said before about the way we translate, because we were all, everyone on this show was born in the middle of the 80s, right? So the 90s is something that we have memories of everything. If we watched that '90s show, or whatever Joe wanted to call it, it would be filled that with 1999 these, show. It's a better that title. 1999 <laughs> show. It would be filled with like jokes that would seem forced to us, right? Because it'd be things that we would have casually said back then, but like you know that they went out of their way to sneak it in the writing. Yeah. Where with that yeah. '70s show, because it's not natural to us, you just like yeah, it's just how they well, talk. That, I can't okay. even I think... imagine how bad that show would be. I don't want to go to school today. I don't feel well. Oh, just get down with the sickness. You'd yeah. be like, I gotta <laughs> kill myself to watch any of this. I'm sorry. I don't think that. But Joe, I mean, like you are, show. you are super jaded when it comes to that stuff for some reason i don't know what that era did to you exactly but like you just don't like any pop culture period really so but you're in the minority there you understand that right i love pop culture there's a lot of stuff from the 90s i do love it's just mainly not a lot of the popular music whatever but like a lot of the movies the tv shows i mean this entire show is our podcast is about a lot of 90s tv shows that i love show us your fred durst tattoo that would be a nice match you with a motherfucking chainsaw you keep going with this so all right, so let's uh, let's move on to the the opening scene, right? So we start uh, right in Eric's basement. Well, we're in a basement, and Eric, it's uh, there's a party going on upstairs. You can hear the music from upstairs. So yeah, there's a few kids hanging downstairs, and basically their objective is for Eric to go upstairs to the party that his parents are apparently throwing and bring beer down to them. So at that point, we're assuming all right, these kids are minors, and because it's 1976 and the drinking age was 18 at the time and not 21 as it is today, we're to assume that these kids are all in high school. So they're all, you know, probably around 16, 17. That's what they should be for this show, right? It's crazy to think too. Like we all had those days. A mission for beer. Like it's insane to yeah. think of now, right? But you, you know had what's funny to think days. about too for this show specifically is. They pointed it out later. I was going to try to figure it out, but they did point out that they were 17, right? They were only less than a year away from being able to drink at this point. So it's actually not that weird that they wanted. No, but at the same time when we were 20, you know what I mean? It's still that, like... No, 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 I know. I'm just saying it's it's a weird... um, You know, that's probably why... I don't know. It's just weird to me that they were that close to drinking age. I thought they were younger initially. Yeah, to next next point, though, imagine... Remember when you were 20, right? 
if you wanted to get drunk that night, how many people did you know you could call to go to the liquor store? Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Like that's what seems weird to me. Is like these dudes are. 17, yeah, they're all 17 or whatever. There's nobody they know who's a year older than them who just go to the store and buy well, a case it's probably of Yeah, but that things, kind of, they, uh, they all came off as kind of outcasts and dorky to me. Like, they, but they're they also didn't outcasts seem like the dorks popular. Who are a year older than you. Well, yeah, but that's but the thing you got to remember, though, is it's not them being 17 a year away from being at the drinking age is still different than us being 20 a year away from the drinking age because at 20 years old, you're out of high school, you're technically an adult as far as what's going on in the world. So you're around more adults, you're in your job, you know what I mean? Like things are a little different for you where they're still in high school. So, yeah, but just as, a, as an example, right? So did anybody here ever buy anybody a little younger than them cigarettes when they were in high school when they were 18? Is that something? Do we yeah. want to admit that on here? Uh, let's just no, say, of course not. Maybe I've never committed any crime. <laughs> I'm not saying let's... I ever did either. Statute of limitations notwithstanding. <laughs> but you know what I mean. If you were se- that's the same age as what I'm saying, right? If you were 17 to 18, yeah. If somebody you were friends with when you were 18, who was 17, couldn't legally buy cigarettes and asked you to buy it for them, oh, I had, yeah, I had plenty. Like you of guys did with me. Chances are, you know. So that yeah. seems a no. Little I know off what you just... mean. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like the the, the time seems too close to have that make sense to me but also like i don't know we're all buying getting beer when we're 13 and 14 like it just seems yeah. a little I mean, weird there's, don't there's always a way and they're but... from wisconsin we find out which is a humongous maker of beer there should be beer everywhere because the miller <laughs> brewery and all those places around but for whatever reason that's the that's the setup that we're that we're brought into right so these kids are looking to go upstairs or to eric's parents party and sneak down some beers so uh he ends up upstairs and then they switch to like this like POV camera where we're looking through Eric's eyes as he navigates his way through the party, which I thought was like an interesting way to, I love this. to cut that. That that made me laugh, yeah. and I don't even know why. It was funny they, to me. That's the that was like the weird thing about it is I instantly like it's something like, they ended up doing a lot. Like, why is that funny? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't know that. That's true. I noted um uh, playing in the party is love will keep <laughs> us together. A little Captain and Tennille. The soundtrack for yep. this is amazing. Did we hit the theme song yet? It no. after this. No, it's a very long opening scene before yeah. the intro for this show, actually. This is where we meet all the parents. It's so. like a not a very yeah. cold open. Like Yeah, it's like a full a full scene before we get into that intro. We, the we see the whole house too. Yeah. too. yeah. So I, I thought love the, house, the house. The design's great. I thought they did a good job. Again, it's it's tricky for us, right? Because we talked about it before. We didn't live through the seventies. But to me, this looks perfect. Like this looks very much like a house in the seventies. From what I know of television, really. Yeah, it's like because the very the, the huge open, uh, you know, like Brady Bunch style living room. Exactly. <clears throat> I thought the same thing. They had that Brady Bunch. Same like, thing too. Yeah, right now the Brady Bunch. The, a lot of Brady the Bunch the house here. Was set up. And it's a lot of orange and yellow and flower print, like that brown color, yeah. like that kind of staples, like color scheme that we associate with that time period. It's hideous, but it works together. It's weird. Like you couldn't put any of those colors. In any of our houses right now, but when they're all together like that, it it works somehow. That's when they belong, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever like spend time on any of the like real estate websites like Zillow or Redfin or whatever, but every once in a while you'll find a house that has not yeah. changed oh, since right. like 1975, and you see it, and immediately my heart melts. I'm like, I want to move here, and I don't want to change. But it. everything's Anything. covered in asbestos. If well, yeah, if like, well, well this preserved. is all poison, like, but yeah. I want to keep it. When it's well preserved, if it's like if it looks like it's still from that time and it was well maintained, then that's that would be a fun moving situation. If it's that way because they let the house go to shit, yeah, maybe right. a little less. More often, it's the latter. 
you don't want to lose your house to a fire from knob and tube wiring just because you like the orange formica. I understand that, but it still looks so great. Also, something I noted from the party, too, um, when he grabs those first couple beers that he tries to steal, they have those, like, pull tabs, like the old cans. Love those, yeah. Which was, like, uh, a nice little touch. I wanted to talk about these because I am so surprised that, you know, even somebody like Budweiser hasn't done this once since Oh, then. like a nostalgia? Just, like, like a nostalgia rip-top yeah. can. I'd be so That's, pumped about that. That is so smart, yeah. yeah. I would love to see that. Because you see but... so many nostalgia can designs and stuff, right? They always right. go back. Right, but let Miller... me rip it clean off. That would well, be so Well, that's really cool. easy, though, because that's just, like, a printing change. Anyone with that nostalgia is dead. No, because but... we all buy those. <laughs> they're only, like, I mean, 20 years older than us. Look at, classic example, not that they're a sponsor, in case you're listening, Miller Lite, I guess, but... Miller Lite was just like a middling beer that nobody really drank for the past 15, 20 years, right? Just like Coors Light, Miller Lite, Bud Light, whatever, I don't care. Then they went back to the 80s style logo. They put out all these bottles and cans looking like they used to, and then they they jumped up to being the number two selling beer in the country. People saw those cans and were attracted to them, those bottles, they were attracted to them. I mean, there's something to it. It's But it's, it's one thing to, as much as I'd like to see them, like, do a run of those cans, right, as a beer fan myself. Like, it'd be just cool to, like, physically hold one. I've never, like, had a beer like that. When you want to do a throwback label, it's just, you're just putting a different image in the printer, right? When you want to, like, create a, like, that's machinery. You have to, like, engineer, like, a new can line to create a different style can entirely to, like, facilitate this You don't, order. though. You just need to re, you, you just need to make the top different. Like it's the, I, the top has always been a separate part of the can. It just it so it doesn't have to be on. completely true, authentic yeah. to the original. It just right. has to be I, in that just, style. Yeah, just, just the top part. Yeah, just yeah, you that pull could the work. key and throw it. Because it's also those are made of steel. Like they would hurt if you threw an empty one at somebody. Yes. Like they, that's not how they do them anymore. So you could do aluminum, just like just you know why they'll never do that because you can't even have plastic straws right now. You think they're gonna have little throwaway fucking things? It's no different than like cat food. Anybody but have they're a cat? recyclable. Like, yeah, they're, it's, it's the same like shit. A straw. a straw will kill a turtle. A can will. Decompose. Oh, a metal won't kill a turtle, Joe. If you throw it hard enough, sure, but it won't. It'll decompose eventually versus the straw, which Maybe the problem some is like, you know, no, it won't. If you throw what it in a turtle, decomposes? it could just go into his shell. I tried to clock what kind of beer it was, too. I think it was just generic TV show beer, right? There yeah, was no, like, I couldn't no see it either. product placement there. I tried. It was like a brown can, so nothing was flagging my yeah. memory. My assumption is if it was 1976 in Wisconsin, it's probably Miller of some variety, Genuine Draft. Was Milwaukee there something. at the time? Was that? Milwaukee's Best? Yeah. Milwaukee's Best was there for sure, yeah. Which maybe that's Red's kind of beer. That seems like yeah. a Red Foreman beer. And then, we'll, well, you know, since you brought him up, so we meet both parents as he originally goes up. There's the wife that you know eric's mom who's like you know kind of typical mom for a show she's just pulling something out of the oven to host the party and then we meet the dad the militant type that joe who's the dad oh it's kurtwood smith goddamn hero icon and best known for robocop is there uh, joe for some reason is there something weirder that you know him from before robocop or does robocop at least still have the number one spot uh i mean i'll say robocop number one but if you're referring to under siege part two then i can give you that as well (laughs) you're the worst that said, I will say this is a 100% serious argument. Kelsey and I have been fighting for the entirety of our relationship that I want to name our first child Kurtwood. And she just keeps giving me the Indiana Jones answer of, you can name the dog Kurtwood. And I'm still <laughs> pitching it so hard. But Kurtwood Smith is one of my favorite actors of all time. Have we gone with like maybe a middle name pitch or just like Kurt? 
Or does it have to be Kurtwood? See, Kurt is not enough for me. Kurtwood is very specific. Okay. Oh, you know what else he's in that's really great, too? Uh, Cedar Rapids, speaking of Office. Oh, uh, he's the boss. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's great in Cedar Rapids. Um, and also his wife, Kitty, just to because we're going on in there. I've had the biggest crush on her since the show started. I don't know what it is about it, but... Interesting, because she was not a young lady when the show came yeah, out. Still she, to this yeah. day. Big she's, crush. Something about she's it. She's super cute, yeah. Uh, she was also on Friends, too. Do, yep. Seinfeld as well. Yeah, she's Jerry's manager for a while. She pops up in a lot of stuff. She was just in um, WandaVision too. She was uh, like the neighbor in like that fifties episode of WandaVision. Yeah, that really creepy scene. But we'll get into that. I'm sure WandaVision maybe down the line. Funny, she's been in all that stuff. But when you she pops up, she's always like, "Hey, it's Kitty." It's not like yeah, Yeah, she's always Kitty. Yep. Yeah. So then uh, also we see like the dad definitely like has like that militant vibe, like man's man talking about. Well, he's making fun of Bob's hair. Bob would be um, the girl who was downstairs. Donna, like her, she makes a joke before Eric even runs up about her father's hair, and that was one of the first things that um, Eric's dad, Red, talks about is Bob's haircut. But he's got that kind of like man's man, you know, I was in the war type vibe right away. Do you want to know where he's from? Bob. Yeah. Sure. An amazing '70s movie called Switchblade Sisters. He's part of the. Uh male gang who is not the switchblade sisters who's the girl gang in that um i don't know if anybody's seen that movie before but it's definitely worth checking out bob uh, time say no when he asks <laughs> hey quentin tarantino put it out on dvd because he thought it was such a good movie and it's really really great there's a scene where everybody's at a roller rink and they just start shooting each other it's so I the DVD. We'll come over and watch it one day, guys. You know what's funny, too, about Bob that got me was I've seen the show in its entirety, but even at the first episode, I found myself thinking, it's like, I want to see more of Bob. Like, I just yep. right off yeah. the bat, he, he has a makes, charisma about him. Yeah, he makes me chuckle. He's a goofball. Um, and I wanted to see more. I know you do, but, like, I wanted to see more in that episode of him. You get a little bit of a joke from Bob to Red about uh, Red as a Toyota. Which I guess, like, um, I was a former Toyota owner, but I guess in that time, you know, having an American car was very important. And uh, and you get the joke that um, the last time, you know, he was that close to a Japanese machine, it was shooting at him. Shooting at him, yeah, that was my favorite joke (laughs) in the whole episode. And then uh, Kitty's kind of justification is the gas crisis, which I was doing a little homework on. So we're talking 1976. The gas crisis started in 73, had another spike in 79. To be honest, I don't know how it was in 76. Was it still really bad in 76? I don't know. Yeah, a lot of lines at the gas station, a lot of uh, rationing. The problem is, too, is like all the cars in the 70s just chugged gasoline. Like, just Just went through it. But that's why he's buying a smaller foreign car, right? Right, right. He's being smart about it. He's being there. I was going to say, don't they say that about how all the cars later on in the episode, how they all guzzle gas? And that was kind of the thing. And to go back to the gas crisis line, I wonder sometimes with shows like this, they can take liberties, right? Because, like, unless you're going to cross-reference the year for everything, you just go, yeah, that was the 70s. So, like, was it prevalent in 76 at the time? I don't know. But, like, if I wasn't doing a long-format conversation about the episode like we're doing today, I probably wouldn't even think about it twice. I'd just go, yeah, yeah, that was 70s shit. And then we also meet Midge, who's Bob's wife. Yes. Where when they do the POV stuff with Eric, he does, like, the look right at her body thing, which I was yeah. like, okay, you know. He's a 17-year-old boy, right? So, And she's a, she's a good-looking woman, so I can understand. And that's Tanya Roberts, who is in A View to a Kill, the final Roger Moore James Bond movie, where her last name in the movie is Sutton. Oh. Well, look at that. 
Uh, it's one of the worst James Bond movies of all time because Roger Moore is like a thousand and five in it, but I love it so much. It played on TBS when we were kids like every Friday, so I've seen it a million times. So uh, the scene pretty much ends, well, Eric almost exposed the fact that he was stealing beer. His dad kind of caught him because he raised his hands up, but kind of got disregarded. He got out of it real quick, and his mom actually hands him more beer because it was just laying around warm. So she told him to bring it downstairs to the fridge because apparently the fridge upstairs wasn't good enough to chill the beer for the party. Or maybe it was too full with, you know, food to uh, entertain guests. But, you know, mission successful. Eric gets to go downstairs and bring four warm beers down for him and his three friends. Well, two warm two beers warm and beers. two, two warm beers. Two, two warm beers. and two out of uh, what looked like very fake ice to me when I was looking at it, like that prop ice. But but how yeah, wonderful to be like, I'm so excited for one warm beer. Like what I thought about that, too, because even, right. you know... We talk about, you know, 17 versus 18, 20 versus 21. There's still never a point when we were underage drinking that I was like, a uh, beer. <laughs> like, yeah. sick. Uh, yeah. beer. Like, what is that? Like, what's that going to accomplish? Yeah. yeah. I remember when we were really young and uh, we got some vodka and mixed it with Gatorade. And I was like, this is the most disgusting thing I've <laughs> ever This is tasted. terrible. Yeah, no one's like, enjoying this. I was like, I was so out of it at that point. I was like, I... I I mean, out of the idea of drinking, I was like, this is not worth it. Like, I don't want to drink this. And everybody else is like, ah, throwing up later. Well, you, I'm like, glad I dodged that. The funny thing is, like, you get older, right? Now, like, we all have, like, you know, whatever you drink, you drink. When you're a kid drinking, you do that stuff, right? You just mix whatever with Gatorade or whatever. It doesn't matter. Soda. Yeah, you're not enjoying it. You don't you know? care, and it tastes bad, but there's never even a point, and not just ours, but really any kid drinking at that point to go, all the things that taste good that make drinks for adults, like, we have access to that, too. Getting the booze was the hard part. We <laughs> yeah, can get, you can go buy. We can uh, get whatever mixer is going to make this taste juice, good. Yeah. yeah, like you just don't think about it. You just like, oh uh, yeah, this and Sprite, sure. Yeah, I was going to say, but that that comes with uh, experience. Age experience. Yeah, you yeah. just don't. We, care. It's going to be weird. You don't just. I mean, plus remember, like Seven Elevens and whatnot. When we go and we buy beer, we buy vodka. We're going to go out and get like a cranberry juice because then we have to get a cup and then we have that's to the thing too we wouldn't it's... even use our own cups we would get like the you just uh, if pour you remember some out of the bottle and then you just fill yeah it that's what up. i mean yeah. so the, the gatorade bottle the coke bottle or Dude, that was my dodgeball drink of choice was i would pour out half a coke and fill it up with rum and break my ankle because i couldn't <laughs> get, i was so drunk yeah i, used to I had a, a system lot of, uh, a lot of whiskey ginger ale when i was kicked out of red invasion for whatever I was doing, the system I had at that point was I would take a one liter bottle of Coca-Cola, you'd pour out as much Coke as the liter would fit, and you realize that was the entire uh, pint of whiskey. So you just there. chug a pint of whiskey? In a Coke <laughs> In bottle. a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just in a, and then I'd try to play a show, fall off the stage, and kick out of my band. <laughs> like you, know, you should have at least used Pepsi. You could have claimed it was Crystal Pepsi. I don't know if it would have worked for the time. Joe, they brought Crystal Pepsi back? Uh, yeah, Just this one bodega. <laughs> I don't know. They've they got old cans left. They've got OK Soda, too, guys. You should yeah. show up. So I don't know, though. I mean, we... I feel like drinking as a as a... I'm not trying to glorify it because you know it can be dangerous, obviously. But uh, yeah, it it's fun glorified. times when you're that young, and it's and it's like you were never really getting at that age, anyways. You weren't getting like blackout drunk. You you didn't have enough alcohol to go b- between you and the ten people and stuff like that. But they were fun times, like the hiding, the finding the places to go, what to drink it's out a, of, what to drink with, and stuff. It's a relatable story to introduce you to these kids, right? It's a bunch of kids just hanging right. out, just trying to sneak some beers, and regardless of how many beers or whatever they were doing, it's very relatable to a lot of people so whether or not 
you grew up in the 70s when you're watching this show. You could be of any era, again, like where we've been talking about. It's a relatable situation that, you know, brings you back. So he goes back downstairs with these beers, and then um, we see the two guys who, you know, I don't know when they actually tell you their names, but Kelso and Hyde are sitting there looking at, like, a nudie magazine, and Donna's not very impressed because she says she gets to see that stuff every day. You know, I guess, uh, I don't know if that was, like, a 17 thing, like, the, the, the checking out the nudie magazines. I feel like we're younger doing that kind of stuff at that point, but technology was different so who knows well what's ads from superstar video yeah, i think we're big right like you guys ever remember you remember like seeing find like woods porn or whatever like hey a bunch somebody threw a bunch of porn into lewis lake do you yeah. want to go look at it and you go uh-huh yeah of course i do like why wouldn't <laughs> i like pre all this stuff now right you're just like yeah i'll go take a look at it sure why not and if there's a warm beer at the end of that <laughs> even better this is a great so, saturday uh, yeah. yeah so yeah it's relatable Eric- Eric comes downstairs with his warm beers as they're looking at the nudie magazine. And, um, you know, so he's delivering the goods. Everyone's really, you know, pleased with the, their one beer each. And Donna kind of jokingly says, like, have I ever told you how cute you were? Because they were talking about um, actually the fact that he might get his dad's car. I'm sorry. So it wasn't the beer. It was the, the, the Vista talk Cruiser. of getting the car. So she's like, you know, joking around, you know, like, oh, you have a car now? Have I ever told you how cute, I, you know, I thought you were? And then Kelso went, you told me. Like, you he told me he thought he was cute. And, like, she gets <laughs> yeah. like very, she gets very embarrassed by that. So like now, like I guess we can see that there's something there, right? That's going to be a potential for the show where you know Eric and Donna might be love interests. That's the very first hint of it. To cut into that too, right? So we meet the rest of them, right? So you have basically Donna, Kelso, Hyde, and Jackie. No, Jackie isn't no. there yet. Jackie's not there. Oh, Jackie's not there yet. And okay, no but- Fez either. And no, no Fez. Fez yeah, yeah. Before you see them, right? So Kelso has like feathered hair. He's like a pretty boy. He's just kind of like a regular. You find out he's, you know, he's kind of dumb from what he says, but he's kind of like a just everyday following the fashion of that time. Hyde is kind of a different rock and roller kind of guy. He's a little on the outside of things. And Donna he's like the Ma- just... Matthew McConaughey, like Days and Confused character. Like, yeah, so they you kind of see that. that. You, you get that? You get a Matthew McConaughey bit. vibe from him? Yeah. I get more that he's like a, a little more anarchistic or something. He's trying to be like a little, I'm against the system, man. Well, you know what they did that like, if I was to say one knock er- early on the show, I guess what this group was, it looks like they're trying to show you different styles of the 70s through all these characters, right? So like mm. with a lot of groups, you'd probably be in like a clique where a lot of people are into the same stuff. Not that that's every group, but instead of having it where they're all the rock and roll kids or all like the disco kids or whatever... They just kind of put one of everything in there to expose you to the, all the looks of the 70s. So you're seeing that, you know, so everyone's a little bit different. Do you guys remember the British version of this show? I know of no. it and I've seen. No, it, it was called uh, Times Like These. Yeah. yeah and it the, crash. It, it's shot for shot, basically. It's yeah, shot for shot, script, oh, identical remake. Yeah. So it's it came, out, it came out in like 99, I think it was. It's not the whole thing. You can only find a few episodes because it didn't even make the full season because they, like, injected the same Americana into it, but it's a British TV show, and people are like, what the fuck is this? Like, who These cares? jokes aren't like, relatable to us. Yeah, yeah no, This is not our experience. Yeah, they used the same dialogue. All they did was change the character names, and the sets are different. It's the yeah, same so exact thing, though, yeah. But it's worth a watch for sure because you can catch the same dialogue, and it's strange. But uh, it's funny how hard it missed because they didn't change it enough to adapt to the country that it was being viewed it in. It was so close that it, it looks more like a parody. 
than like a it's like a, yeah, it's like an SNL skit almost. Yeah, that's so weird. I'm gonna watch it tonight. I'm really intrigued by that. To get into right after this scene, basically is this whole thing we talked about was just the intro scene. So from this point on, they toast their beers, their warm beers, and then uh, we get into the intro of the show. So the intro to the show comes to be very iconic, but for us to watch the first time, any early thoughts of the intro? It's just six kids all singing a song together in the car. And luckily, it's a big enough car that you could do three in the front, three in the back. I hate this. I hate this intro. Um, yeah. I no, I hate this intro. They go on to have some of the best intros. They changed it up a lot throughout the series. They were all so they, they re-record the song and this they, particular and they one them. though. I hate. I do not like this one at all. So I it took note long. of that. Yeah, Season one long. for me. I love this actual song. It's a "In the Street" by Big Star. Right, amazing. Originally, song. yes, and then re-recorded as that '70s song. And I don't know exactly how that works. It's the same song. It's so the I don't same know how song. You get to They're it. getting their yeah. money. But Robert Griffin, I believe, is the guy. Todd Griffin. Todd Griffin, rather, is the guy who Todd did this, this version. So, again, we did, we've never seen the show before or whatever. But the way the show worked and syndication everything, it was always Cheap Trick doing it. Cheap Trick did seasons two through seven. And then that's Todd my Griffin was all of season one. In syndication, though, I think they pull back to Cheap Trick. And Cheap Trick's another one of my favorite bands of all time. So I was so excited. I was like, yeah, Cheap Trick, every big star is going to rule. And then this happened. I was like, wait, who's singing this? And it totally threw me off. I had to look up, and just some guy from some like shitty hard rock band from the nineties. Yeah, I wish they like Cheap Trick from the very beginning. To try to not stick to go ahead, right? Because we're gonna rate this show based it's the on the intro. I don't think that really of, counts, of one. you know. But yeah, but but to get into it, yeah, I think uh, anyone who knows the show really only identifies the Cheap Trick version. So to watch it back and hear the original uh, version of the song, which was used for all of season one, the Todd Griffin version of the song lasted the entirety of the first season. But I don't I, think it made it through syndication. I remember I've seen Cheap Trick when they and made the Big change. Star Live both do the song both times, A+. Plus. But I remember when they made the change, and I was so used to this one, it was like it felt wrong to me, and I hated the Cheap Trick one for a while. And now it's I only remembered the Cheap Trick one, and hearing this, I hated it. They also like, later yeah. on, they do a Christmas one that is, it slaps hard. Dude, it's so good. Oh, with the bells? Yeah, the, yes. Yeah, it's that really, rules, really yeah. good. So overall, so because with Nick, for you, was it just the fact that it wasn't the familiar music so yeah, it was, that made you not like it? It was the contrast for me, so I can't really, if for this show, give you a good judgment on it. I guess if I have to ignore the Cheap Trick version, then it wasn't that bad. But in contrast, I hated it, so we'll stay in the middle with it. Yeah, I thought it was fun. It, like, so we're introduced to six characters, and the, to this point of the show, we've only seen fine. four. Visually, yeah. it's a great idea. Oh, visually, so, great. Yeah. So I we're seeing six kids. We only know about four of them up until this moment, but so you get an idea. There's going to be six main characters to the show, and because of seventy style cars being formatted a little bit different, you can get away with all six of them riding in the car at once, three and three, and uh, just a fun intro. It's just a bunch of kids hanging out. So again, Down relatable the street. and fun. Down the street. <laughs> so uh intro ends we end up back in eric's basement so this is kind of like a main um set for this whole show i want right to talk there. about that when you have a second yes and then uh so they're watching the brady bunch with no sound while eric and donna are doing the voiceover work for it and the new girl that's being added that we remembered from the intro who again i don't know if they announce her name anytime soon but it's jackie jackie's not having it she's not entertained by this at all uh, and she wants to listen to it. So they give her headphones so she can listen to the audio while in, well, they, she basically spoiled the fun. So they stopped doing the voiceovers anyways, at this point. I feel like we all wrote and mentioned the Brady Bunch before this scene. 
so I feel like when they're showing the Brady Bunch, it's obviously they're trying to be like, this is what we're going for here. This is like a Brady Bunch of right. older kids. So mm-hmm. I, I do like the sort of, just in case you don't get it, this is what we're doing sort of scenario. And they're watching a very iconic episode of the Brady Bunch when Masha gets hit in the nose by a football. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and Nick, what was it you wanted to say about their uh, Eric's basement? I love how genuine it is. I love that it's a piece of shit basement. You can see Dude, the that, that was us hanging out in your basement. I know, and that's why it hit it hit really close to home. Like it's just yeah, like sure. it's just my shitty basement with a couch we found on the fucking sidewalk. Yeah, uh, it, you, there's like duct tape on the pillows in this show. It, you can see the heating vents, and there's just a washer and dryer there. It's I I I love how um, they didn't like. They didn't ruin that by being, you know, a furnished basement and stuff or something like that. I think it I think it hit home. Yeah, other sitcoms have like a fire pole that goes down into the basement <laughs> yeah. and like a fancy a bar and a bar that was the dad's or something and you kids are stealing beer. Yeah. It's it, too it, clean. For 100% yeah. 100% reminded I definitely me got the same vibe and to go back to our own lives, we hung out in Nick's basement quite a bit when we were kids and it definitely had that vibe and for all five of us, I guess we watched it and that instantly took us back to doing that. So and at that age, and drinking, and like everything about it, allegedly sort of tracks so well. Allegedly, we can then, admit um, to drinking when we were underage. Like, yeah, I guess. Fine. I guess now, right? I think someone's gonna come knocking on the we're door. We're not gonna talk about like somebody who bought us beer who get in trouble like Schlitz. Yeah, at thirty, <laughs> at thirty-five years, <laughs> it, 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 they up? bought us Schlitz. So, um, so we I see. I um, Nick on that one. So, also the vibe that we're getting at this point is that Jackie and Kelso are together, right? Because She's really only talking to him when she has her complaints. She's kind of addressing everything to him to address to everyone else, talking, you know, using him as the middleman. Yeah, and, she's very demanding. Yeah. She's very demanding of him. So you definitely get that right off the right off the bat. Yeah, you can see that they don't necessarily like her being around. I mean, everyone's been in that situation, right? Somebody you're friends with is dating somebody you don't necessarily like. I think everybody here has been guilty of that. I, yeah, I think no happens. one can say they haven't been guilty of being that person, right? Or in both ways, being that person to a group of friends or having that person connected to And it's that balance of, like, the the group dynamic, right? Because you're trying to keep that same dynamic, but there's a a plus one there that's kind of throwing it off. And that's what happens because Kelso asks Eric about the car situation because they're trying to go to the Todd uh, Rundgren concert, Mm -hmm. and Jackie didn't know anything about it. So she's like, what concert? And... And that's a great you know, example, too, of the kind of mindset you have when you're that age where you're like, we're all going to go see this band, this thing. We're cool. We're hip. We're into it. We're clued into it. And then somebody's significant other doesn't quite get it. And then it's even worse to try to be like, no, they want to come. The yeah. kind of shit that only like, yeah. is yeah. important to you when you're 17. You know, so, but it means a lot then. You know what I thought was strange? And I'm probably just like not being able to remember a similar situation, but the fact that you get into this, you start the season one, episode one show, and there's two couples already. So you, they're they're not teasing. They, they kind of do it with Donna and Eric, but you can tell there's already something there. They don't start at the very beginning uh, with these relationships, and it's interesting to see because usually it's a married couple if they're older or something like that or they're younger and they start at the beginning and then they bump into each other and they do the whole chemistry thing. This just starts in the middle with two relationships, which I really like. They just kind of cut out the bullshit with it. Yeah, I think, well, for them, and we'll talk more about Eric and Donna as the show goes on, but yeah, for this relationship in particular, you already see the dynamic of it. You already kind of know that, like, 
they're just young and a couple, so neither of them seem to even like each other that much. But when you're that age, it's more like, well, this is the situation, right? Like, and neither person wants to be the one to break up. Yeah. So they kind of get into that. Yeah, it feels like, like Jackie and Kelso are more in a relationship of convenience more than right. anything else. They're physically attracted to each other, and when sure. you're 17, that's but she's more younger. important than she's, it should be, right? She's a freshman, so she's three she's years younger, younger than yeah. them. Yeah, so she's also hanging out with the cool kids, the older kids. There's that dynamic so too. She's like 14? In yeah. real life, she was really? like 14 when she filmed it. She lied about her age yeah, to I remember get that. on yep. the show. Yeah, not to say Which is crazy, other like, episodes, through hoops, but like, later you on think it shows up on the show that, you know, they graduate she doesn't because she's younger there's like all this stuff but um yeah it's the they make it pretty known right because when kelso brings up the concert they're not happy that he just said it out loud in front of her so they obviously don't want her to be there and then we find out that she's not really a fan of them either so it's like this situation doesn't really work out for anybody nobody really wants her there including her but she's with kelso and that's just kind of what it is i also want to go back a second because the Todd Rundgren concert idea I kind of liked because he's he had a couple big hits in that time and and they played like his two biggest ones. Yeah, they played his, in the episode and at the end. Yeah, so like I saw the light was like a huge song, which I think is the one that they played in the concert. I think they played in the concert and Hello It's Me. I think they played at the end. Hello It's Me was like the one at the end. Yeah, and uh, a fun little fact: I saw the light he wrote in twenty minutes while he was on Ritalin. <laughs> Wow. What? I didn't think Ritalin was around then. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I thought it was a nice pick for someone who was relevant to the time, popular enough, but like you'd probably have to deep dive, right? Yeah, I love that it wasn't like we're going to see Ted Nugent, we're going to see Led Zeppelin. They picked. Yeah, they like they, a, they did a little bit of a deep deeper dive. Yeah, a person who's going to be maybe playing Wisconsin. Yeah, I was going to say someone who's going to be in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. On tour, yeah. he's a Midwest level. Right. You know, he's not playing the big cities. Maybe he's coming so, down to close to that. Yeah. So, like, when Joe writes that 1999 show and not that 90s show, <laughs> like, they might be going to see O-Town instead of the Backstreet Boys, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen O-Town. I bet. Wait, have you seen O-Town live? <laughs> I was in Florida at, like, this it, just, park. It's fine. I was in Florida. It's as much all as of a sudden, I look up and there's, like, a stage and it's, like, O-Town. This was, like, way past them being, like uber popular because they were never even that popular but it was just, yeah they were pretty strange. low tier at the at their height joe do you think it's more random that he saw o-town than you seeing big star no like is that like a like oh big stars in town i'll <laughs> get in the van big star is a classic band heralded they are in museums like physically physically every one of them is dead unfortunately <laughs> i i saw them before alex chilton died obviously but you can go and people will talk about Big Star as like very important rock and roll band. I don't know how many people are gonna say O Town. It's not like O Town people are gonna be like like even if I don't like them, the Backstreet Boys or InSync are gonna be heralded as these big bands. Right. I've also uh, seen the Backstreet Boys. See, that makes sense that, to me. O-Town, that one was on purpose. O Town is not a band I think people will be like remembering as a um, who's, and who's then, lower than new edition from last week's episode. Um, how dare you? Bell Biv DeVoe, who are amazing. Who's lower than Bell? Well, Bill Bell Biv DeVoe was an offshoot of New Edition. Right, I'm trying to think of like the second tier to that. You know what I mean? Any of those New Jack Swing bands that weren't yeah. Bell Biv DeVoe that you don't remember today? I'm trying to think <laughs> of the band who sings at the club scene in New Jack City, who like we're totally forgotten about. But that's the equivalent to yeah. O Town. In anger that Kelso even brought up the concert, Donna and Eric head upstairs for a minute, and now Jackie and Kelso are going to fight. 
and I loved um she wants to she wants to go, but she only wants to be invited more than she actually wants to go. And she says uh, that she loves Todd Rundeman, I believe is what she said. And um, but she did accurately say hello, it's me. She did. She said she I was a forty five yeah. for hello, it's me. So like, all right, so she kind of knows him. And I loved his excuse back was um I didn't know you liked music, like which is like such a good, <laughs> in general, yeah, yeah, such, a, like, general, such yeah. a good way out of that. It just shows too much. He like doesn't give a shit about anything about this girl's personality or you know it's just a physical relationship. Right, and to go into that right after, she basically just uses, like, hey, remember that time we hooked up? And that was, like, all it took his, like, bird brain to completely flip. And he's like, yeah, I like hooking up with you. And then, like, <laughs> they just, like, they get right into it. And then, like, they're just, like, making out on the couch until, like, Donna and Eric come back. This is the first time, too, in this show, which, um, again, we don't know if it'll become a thing, but I really love in this episode, is the weird interstitial where they'll have some sort of, like, weird music, like, baby, 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 like a Led Zeppelin sort of thing, and it's, like, everybody dancing, and there's Paisley and Acid Test sort of backgrounds. They do a good job of having a very unique way to cut from scene to scene by having something interesting versus just going to black and cutting to so the scene. So I took note of that, and I was going to mention it later, but since you brought it up, I didn't like the transitions because they were wildly inconsistent. So it's weird because I don't know if they did this for the whole first season or not, but um, there's audio in those transitions. They're I was like they're mention that. they're talking but and stuff, and it turns different. It, it, there's one they do and one they don't, right? They don't do that, 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 do that later in the show. But so there's like there was said. like one of them that it was just like kind of like CGI '70s style flowers that were just falling, right? And that was one of them. So okay, that doesn't involve any characters. Then there's one where it's just like the three guys just sucking helium out of a balloon and just right. Oh, oh what yeah. song were they singing? Hooked uh, on a feeling. Yeah, it was hooked on right? a feeling. Yeah, it's yeah. a feeling. Yep. And then there's another one where like Fez is just dancing yeah, and it was in like a disco ball. Yeah. <laughs> but they were like, they, like they didn't make like they did. There wasn't like whatever happens. Like the the helium thing was really strange to me because it was just it made no sense. Yeah, you could tell it was a very work in progress. Yeah, but like because you know I would have been okay with that if every transition was that. But because, like, the one before that was just random flowers dropping that didn't have any characters, I'm like, what is, like, are they just testing multiple things and seeing which one yeah, they like I, best? I have a feeling this went to a test audience and that confused people. And then yeah. after, they were like, let's do all the transitions the same because I don't remember that throughout the whole series. Yeah, I thought no that was just really to talk about it, but... yeah, yeah, I thought it was weird. It is a it weird, weird thing but... to cut to, pers- like, I don't know. It just... But did they do that, though, no, back I, in that I time? I don't or... remember the audio and anything else. Any other I'm trying to think of other shows uh, in that no, era, I'm trying to think like of... in the 70s, are you saying? Yeah, like, like yeah. at the time? Did, I, don't, I can't that... recall any now. It would have been more like, of a variety it's a, show it's type It's very thing. similar to Austin Powers movies, the transitions. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, but I mean... It would have been something akin to like maybe Laughing, which is like a more comedy variety show, right? Exactly. Like I said, a variety type show would have things more like that, less than like a sitcom would, but... Yeah, you know, maybe they're trying to just reference something like laughing because it was of the time, but I like it because I think it's just different, right? And uh, and to end that season, we're getting a little bit uh, a little bit more sexual tension between Eric and Donna because they see them kissing, and then it was like something about like joking about like not leaving these two alone together, and then Eric just kind of goes like, you know, my sister says that about us, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> did you you shoot your any... shot, Eric. Go ahead. <laughs> did, did you guys get yeah. any chemistry from them, Eric not and yet. Donna? Uh, yeah, me neither. Not at this point. Not no. yet. No, it starts to build at that point, I think. Because um, you kind of see him 
being a little awkward and her being more dominant. Yeah. So in that uh, scenario, so they're setting the, the scene. They tell that joke, and then there's like earlier in the show where we find out that Donna told Kelso that she thought he's cute. But as far as like on screen chemistry between the two of them, not yet. But it's still early in the show. Is this the scene where she hits his head into the pipe? I thought he does yeah. that. Yeah, they're sitting on the stairs. Yeah, because he, he does, does it a couple times to himself. Was and then that she it? Does it to him. I watched. I watched it today, yeah. but I'm only like fifty percent sure. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure. It I'm is. pretty sure it's later. But regardless, so it cuts from there to a new scene where it's made to look like Eric is talking to Donna. They're now outside and talking about how he feels and like, you know, it's it's just to assume that he's talking to Donna. That's the joke. Right. And then we find out that he's just talking to the car because now the car is uh, in his possession. Well, it's not in his possession yet. Not yet. It, not yet. It, it, he's, it's he's, more like the I've always wanted. You. It's in yeah. his sights. Right. Uh, by the way. Yeah. At at the time watching it as a like as a kid, I always thought it was the Mystic Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until like recently I, when I learned it was the Mystic Cruiser. Yeah, I was never a big car guy myself. I guess I don't think about that stuff. About it, I never had a license. You know what happened right after the scene that actually kind of got to me was um, Donna's dad shows up and just kind of like out of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. just basically is like moments like this are the most fun you're ever gonna have. And I'm like, man, he's so right. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know why he just walks by and lets them know, like, hey, you guys just sitting around in the driveway, just hanging out. You're going to look back and this is going to be the best, best times of your life. And it's just like, it's the most valid point you could possibly make. Yeah. But it was so just, out of nowhere. On both, I go, on both I go a little different too. on that. I think those are amazing times. But I feel like if you meet somebody who talks about how the best times of their entire life were high school and they haven't had any good times since then, it's a really depressing conversation. Like, just, I feel like No, it just means you're carefree. You don't have the responsibilities. You're not getting hit Sure, it's life. easy, fun to, life. To, like, we had the best time doing that. But I feel like there are some people that we could name who we know who basically wish that it was still... Well, peaking at high school is one thing. Yeah. I right? think it's to first point where is after high school, your life is more on you. You know sure. what I mean? Whereas right. in high school, it, you everything is taken care of for you until you, you know, you go off or whatever. It's right? all just hanging out. And so, yeah, it, it's all just whatever you want. And right. no worries. You have the cushion, you know, for most people anyways. I was going to say, though, that they, they sort of balance that out by saying, like, what? Sitting around hanging out in the driveway? Really? You know, so you get that both. It's true because from a kid's perspective or a teenager's perspective, what do you mean sitting around in the driveway talking is like going to be the best thing? You know, we got our whole lives ahead of us. Right. And then you have the the dad saying, no, this really is, you know, you better enjoy it. Yeah. And if you so look, you I mean, how many episodes that? are we just talking among, amongst ourselves about old times where we're just hanging out, talking and stuff like, you know, within this show, we bring it up with ourselves all the time in our in our social group. Yeah. It's Correct. funny, too, because I think we are an anomaly. You know, we we've all known each other for so long and stuck around for some fucking reason. Right. Yeah. Um, no, most mm. people don't have that. I don't think so. We uh, we live in that. Fortunately, I think it's cool. Yeah. But um, those were still better times, I think back then and i and i do want to bring this up because it uh we talked about the transitions and that scene was just kind of that was it right he talks to the car then bob comes tells you something that's very um reflective and depressing and walks away so then we get into the the, the weirdest tra- we we're talking about transitions before the classic farrah fawcett poster which oh, is talking. moving lips talking and I, <laughs> like, so again to go to the, the the weird flowers the helium the farrah fawcett poster that was super was weird like, yeah just 
whatever weird thing you want to do for your transition, just do that like at all times. Just pick a weird thing and just kind of be in that lane the whole time. Don't just do 50 different weird things that aren't linked together, but... Yeah, that that I forgot to mention that one, but since that's right where it happened, uh, you know, I'll bring it up there. And then they end up in a like a restaurant hangout, arcadey like this is where the young kids hang out type of spot. They're the max. Yeah, that's where yes. you first meet Balky. I mean Fez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes, and Balky that's where we first meet Fez. And I actually did like um, one of the early jokes with Fez was where. Donna and Jackie go to the bathroom together. Like Jackie's going to the bathroom. Like Donna, you come in, and then like Fez is just. I, I got a laugh out of me. Fez is like, "Oh, this is what we do in America." So he, he's like, "I too have to go to the bathroom, Eric." You have to pick somebody to go to the bathroom with you. Like well, I, I did think that was very funny. This is the first time you meet Fez too, and they. It's so strange to me that they never let you know that Fez is an acronym. That it's not his name. Well, they never do. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. you assume oh, yeah, it's his like foreign exchange is, student, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it stands yeah. for foreign exchange student. It's an acronym, but they never tell you that. Like I didn't find that out until fairly recently. Like yeah, I never, yeah, they never tell the you where he's from about. or anything yeah. or his real name. It's crazy, yeah. But like you'd assume they'd be like Fez. That's what we call Greg or something. You know, they'd have eventually let it go, but they they never even mentioned that it's just an acronym. It's talk a weird about thing. talk well, about they, typecasting too, because like. I've seen Wilmer Valderrama in things or on things before, and I just cannot – I can't see him without that lisp and accent. And even in it, Yo Mama on MTV? I Yo don't Mama. even know what that is. Uh, it, was a, it was a television show on MTV where the premise was literally – it was a, a reality show where people just went back and forth telling Yo Mama jokes. Well, like all, all the people in the background were like, oh, nah. So it's like, like a rap battle? Was. Yes, but just with your mama jokes. <laughs> I might have to go look that up. <laughs> it, oh, it, it, it had a few seasons, too. It was oh, boy. as good as you think it would be. That's I great. think the only thing I remember from him is he came up on the list where, was it maybe Lindsay Lohan had a list of like everybody she slept with with like ratings and everything, and he was on it. I just remember when it came out, because there was a bunch of actors, and you know, it was like James Franco or whoever like was popular at the time. I remember when it came out, everyone sort of universally being like, Fez? Like ever, like poor what was Fez. His I was like, really? Hear that, Fez? everybody? Fez fucks. I was gonna say he became like a big star. Every popular like woman in Hollywood in that era somehow ended up with Fez. It, it it's a thing. Look it yeah, up for him. in your leisure time. He's ha- he has quite the track record. He pulled good um, numbers. Yeah. So this, uh, it was a lot of weird. Like that was a that scene pretty much only existed to introduce you to Feds, right? Because that's all that really happened there, and then they yeah. got right into another scene. And if nothing else, maybe just to show you that, like, hey, here's another set piece. We're yeah. probably going to come back to this place. It's a hangout. So they, it's outside of the house because you haven't seen show any place you a lot yet of that sets. was outside of the family sort of dynamic, right? Yeah, like, like, this isn't a family garage driveway I, house. I basement. do question how how he ended up with them, like that crew. Like they they just saw him, took him, yeah, just took him, yeah, they just took him in. He did something funny that they liked. And, and, you know, sometimes the mystery is good. Like, sometimes I don't mind a little bit of, like, things don't have to be explained. But, yeah, we had, um, you know, last week we did Mr. Cooper and we talked. Like, there was, like, two sets the whole show. This one, a lot of different sets. A lot yeah, of different sets. you got basements, driveways, concert venues, yeah. gas stations. This whole hangout was, you know, for, like, a one-minute clip just to basically say, hey, this is Fez. He hangs out with us, too. And, like, they could have just thrown him in, like, a, a random other basement scene. But this is where they first bring you the Fez scene in you know, good for them, I guess. They were really behind the show. They they felt confident enough that they needed 50 sets. But the next scene is actually the uh, the circular shot, which... 
you know, in the future becomes a, an iconic shot for the show. But for the purpose of our show, where we only talk about episode one, first time we're seeing it, and it's um, four. The, the four guys are all together, just getting high. And there's just a almost like the camera would be like the lazy Susan in the middle of the table, and it's just going around the circle over and over as people are talking. And um, I think this this works really well. It it kind of makes you feel like you're in the circle with them. The yeah, way it's they really shoot cool. It. Yeah, it's, it's uh different, right? You don't. I don't think I've seen much of that in. Right, Anything it's very else. unique, but it's very simple, which is kind of cool because, like, is it's a very simple, obvious shot, but it's not anything that's associated with anything else I can think of. And especially in a first episode too, it's like a great way to like because you're just cropping out one character at a time, and you get to see yep. them in their own reacting and you know uh, having conversations with other people, and you get to you get a better idea of a character in that way. I think it's a good idea, especially for a pilot. The dialogue in that scene is so believable, too. Like, if you told me they all just really got super high and then filmed, I'd believe you. Right. That's why I like right. it, too, because that could go so poorly. If you're like, hey, we're going to film all these people pretending to be high, usually that does not translate well. It's you hard to You overdo watch. it. That's how other shows just do it. Like, hey, man. Right, yeah. Like, real slow talking, and they really, they are a parody of somebody getting high, usually. And this seemed, yeah, pretty authentic. Kelso laughing got me there was a scene where they just cut to him and he's just dying laughing that, that one really got me oh the the car that runs on water joke got me really good yeah, yeah. with fez yeah. like so it is a boat yeah <laughs> and then in the midst of them all sitting there getting high red calls eric upstairs so this is a scene i, I ended up it was a funny bit but it went on for too long and like was getting me dizzy so, See, not for me i just I, I think i wrote down i was like red is the best character ever yeah. i love kurtwood smith this is but Fantastic. they're trying to show you how high Eric is while talking to his parents. So basically the parents are going, without telling them, they're letting it be known that the car is going to be his. And they're going over all the responsibilities of the car, all the while Eric is violently high. But to show that, while they're talking to him, the walls are moving behind them. And I don't know if it was just the time I was watching it, but like I was like literally getting dizzy watching the scene. And it was going on for so yeah. long. And I'm like, okay, can we move past the moving wall thing? Like, I get the joke. <laughs> I love that I they didn't it, go though. digital with that. I love that they they could have done, they could have put some sort of stars on the screen or whatever. They could have done a bunch of things digitally, um, but I I love that they did a physical piece of the set to like get that point across. I thought it was yeah, really it smart. Aged so much better that way. That wasn't an effect. I thought it was a green screen. I thought it was green screen. When no, they 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 move the the set wall back and forth behind them. Do they really? I was. I, I was gotta, I'm gonna have to rewatch. Screen. Yeah, I was like, convinced it was a green screen when I watched it. I was going to say, and that was so accurate, too. Like, I know you said that you felt like it went a little long, but, like, that is very accurate as to what it was like to get called up when you were high, like, to your parents and just the... the, the <laughs> when's it going to end, the, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, the when's it going to end, it's going on too long. I don't know what they're saying. They're talking back and forth. I, I thought it was really cool. But That's this is uh, this was it. This was Eric actually getting the car. They hand him the keys. And I'm the next... surprised that he, not to cut you off, no, but I'm surprised that they didn't reinforce that he's high by having him not catch the keys. And like, I was expecting them to just bounce off his face. Yeah, or bounce something. off yeah. his face or something. I they was surprised. They would probably have to pivot that. if they did that, right? They'd have to get into them realizing he was high, and that would have been a whole other conversation. And then he wouldn't and get like... the car, so yeah. Right. So then we go from there to, like, now the, the next scene is, like, them preparing to go to this concert. So, like, this is the this was the concert that they've been planning on going to. But first car ride, right? The parents don't know where he's going. Red comes out and tells him, you know, this car is old. 
don't take it out of town. And he's like, yep. And like, they're supposed to go to a concert that by when I looked it up, is about an hour and a half away from them. Right. And yep. And you know, he goes back inside, he's with Kitty. And the first thing he says is they're leaving town. And it's like, how do you know that? Because I told him not to. I love that. Yeah. That was perfect. Cause you know what? I'll tell you the first day I got my license, I remember I got the, my mom let me use the car. She said, do not drive with anyone else today. Do not leave town. The first thing I did was picked up Ferg and drove to the mall. First thing yeah. I did. It was the first the thing I did too. Was drove to the mall, and I almost killed me and a few people at the Rotary in Revere. I got incredibly <laughs> lost on the way home. I missed the exit coming back home. Drove straight in Boston, into the city. Right? Yep, and just drove around the city trying to figure out how to get home. <laughs> Figure out. We'll circle it. back. And it was very <laughs> pre GPS world. So in smartphone, you know, no. It's funny to look back now, but when we were 16 years old, there's no GPS, there's no smartphone, and I'm just aimlessly driving through boston in the middle of the big dig trying to figure out how to get home <laughs> it's crazy thing at some of those times I remember gordo we used to gordo and I used to drive around before we'd all meet up on friday nights when d snyder had his hair metal radio show in gordo's car i've seen d snyder live if we want to get into concerts that's a good concert but just d snyder i would have liked to have seen twisted Sister. sure i mean if given the opportunity right but that car you had, Gordo, couldn't even make it up a hill, and we would just go for long drives, listen to hair metal, and you'd end up in some weird North Shore town where you had to get up a giant hill, and you'd be halfway up, and everyone would just start panicking and be like, so if we have to jump out right now, is it better to and, open yeah, the door? Gordo. Go out one side or two? That, that car was a shit. For box. anybody listening, Gordo is the oldest one of us, so thus got his license before any of us. First, so yeah. he had the car and stuff like that, and uh, it was. I remember when you backed up on 93. <laughs> Just put it in reverse. Uh, so that was... Because uh, I missed an exit, yeah. Yep. Yep, uh, yep. I'm just going to back that. up on one of the most major highways. Listen, the Massachusetts runs runs thick in my blood. You know, I mean, that's that that's a total Boston, you know, driver move. I missed it. Fuck it. Throw it in reverse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck it. We'll I'm going in back. Hey, uh, and one, one other thing I want to touch on on that scene was um, the fact that they they were like yeah they're leaving town and just immediately ran upstairs to have sex yeah. and like I didn't get the vibe from Red in the early scenes like he'd be like I thought it was gonna be like kind of almost like that Red's a man's Al man Bundy doesn't want doesn't want to like sleep with his wife and he was just like yep let's go do it and they ran well, Red's right upstairs. a man's man like Nick said and Kitty is yeah. Kitty so That's true, yeah. <laughs> all in she's stacked but, uh, yeah I, I guess... didn't get any vibe that he he didn't like his wife or anything like that. No, you, you didn't, yeah, I, guess. I didn't get that. He just that. came off so straight laced that you don't and see you him like in a like in a passionate throw like right after, mm. I guess. But I was gonna say you also didn't get the archetype wife doesn't want to sleep with the husband. Yeah. Either. Like th- there was Yeah, she's not the it peg seemed Bundy, more normal. Or no, she's that's the opposite, I guess she always wants to, but like the sad like no no one of sex with you type of wife. She's not that character. Well they, I mean they're not they're not those kind of parents. Like they the show starts with them having a house party and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, I guess, like I guess that's true too. They do start with the party. Yeah. That's and, true. Um that car apparently it had issues, right? It right after that scene we cut to them what were they, about an hour out from town already and the car died on them. Battery the dies. Me- the mechanic, I was like, Who is this creep? <laughs> like they they cut to the mechanic and apparently it was just a dead battery. But as they're talking about like how the parent like Jackie said, like, oh, let's just tell our parents or whatever what's going on. And there's this nice little, like, I don't want to say it's a dream sequence, but there's, like, a cut, like, fantasy sequence. of Seems them amazing, all, by the way. Them all mouthing the words to what they Im- imagine their parents would be doing while the, the actors who portray the parents are acting it out. And every time 
they did the mom's voices, it just that got me each time. It was just so funny. Yeah, to me. it was just so really high good. pitched and so ridiculous. I love that it's capped off with them all doing the hustle. Yes, which <laughs> yeah, then transitions yeah. into the kids doing it. Also, a joke we missed over, we stepped over real quick, but I, I just remembered was uh, when they're trying to decide who's going to get shotgun in the car. And, oh, uh, yeah. Kelso. Kelso. Get in the back. As he's <laughs> yeah. getting in. Like, that's so relatable all the yeah, time. Like, you're in somebody's car and you're trying to figure out who's going to get in the seats. That just killed me. I mean, they could have ran three in the front. I mean, they they eventually have to do that anyways, right? They both could have yeah, bench, bench seats. They can pull it off, yeah. And then the battery, I guess, was, I don't know the inflation for this. It was like 32 for battery, so I guess that's about right now, right? It's probably like, yeah, like 150-ish, almost 200 maybe. Like, it's, it's no, a huge No, it can't inflation. be that much. It's the 70s, man. That was... I don't know, 76 to now. Battery. Like, battery yeah, I'm saying yeah, the battery yeah, now is now. like, what, about 100-something a, a now? So I just bought one recently. Battery. It was like 170, so I guess, yeah. But also, he's saying this battery you need at this random gas station. He knows that they're in a pinch. Yeah, like you either get the battery or you're stuck here. You're not going to the battery. Might cost seventeen, and he's pocketing the rest. And he also let them know it was like thirty-two dollars for the battery or two tickets. Yeah, because you find out that he's also a big Todd Rundgren fan. I want to know why that garage was open that late at night. Well, it's not that late, right? Because they're going to a concert. Well, it was night. So I mean, it's dark. I, I guess. So just you know, go back really quick. A dollar in 1976 would be four dollars and seventy cents today. So it's in, so like, that's all. All right. Big so jump. we're talking about 140 dollars or so for the bad. Yeah. I guess that's about. It, standard. You're close. It's actually 150 19. Okay. So it's, I think it's so, a, yeah. It's right down the right where it yeah. should be. Yeah, that seems yeah. right. I'm curious how much the tickets cost. Like, is it more than 32? Like, yeah, and, and apparently it's like they weren't – it d- doesn't seem like it was a sold-out show, right? Because it was like a day or two out when Jackie randomly decides that she's going to come with them. So they were able to acquire a ticket yeah, they got for her to come, right? So did they not even buy him at that point that she would have had a ticket to sit with him? Isn't this dude working too? Like they just showed up like he's like, – well, like, he just left. After the first, shift, I guess, first yeah. point though, maybe the gas station's going to close in 20 minutes. That show probably starts at 8 p.m. If they close it, maybe 7.30. Because yeah. you see it later this, and he changes. So he must have gone home, changed. This particular scene read a little weird to me, right? Because there's a couple of those things, right? We're like, why is this place open? Why can he leave? I don't know. The, it is what it is in the show, and you got to give a little bit of a sitcom liberty. But, yeah, some of this stuff doesn't completely add up at this point, especially with the mechanic. So basically, yeah, they say they have to trade the battery for two tickets. So we get into the argument of who's going to you know, trade their tickets for their batteries, AKA which one of these fans is not a diehard. Uh, that's a battery joke, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. That's a great battery uh, joke good for you. Good for you. <laughs> yep. You know, you're I don't explain it, cause I knew no one, no you already got the bowling laugh last yep. week from me. You're not getting this one, but, um, so yeah, one. so I'm fine with one, they have to make the decision. And it seemed like obviously the, the first pick is Jackie, right? Cause they didn't want Jackie to go in general. Like, so, She's out, and then Kelso, guilty by association, you're going to lose out on your ticket, too. I actually wrote in my notes, why not Fez? <laughs> they, they like they that, man. They can't explain dump it. their lifelong friend for the foreign exchange student. They, like, They're just mad met. that but Jackie's they, even with them, though. Like, I was going to say, the wrath of Jackie being there. But if, yeah. so but if they hate Jackie, you, you, you would think that um, it would piss her off more to have him go on the show and leave her out than, like, you know, it actually made her day. Yeah, but they I don't, don't want to upset that, Fez. I don't think that they're trying to be malicious to Jackie. I think that they're just trying to take the hint. You know, by having Kelso come in, it would be 
much meaner. Well, don't they? I think. They also establish at some point that Kelso has filled them in on the fact that he wants to break up with Jackie. He right, we tried, about yeah, that he yet, did bring this point. up a couple times throughout the episode. So like, I think that's their motive behind that. It's like, well, you know, she shouldn't be here. We kind of don't like her. You want to break up with her, but for some reason she's still here, and it's because of you. So you got to deal with it. And like, that's yeah, I think how they they're went. trying to push her, right? They they're trying to push her him to to break up with her. So by you can't come to the concert now because you brought her is one of those like. See, if you just break up with her, this stuff won't happen to you in the future. Yeah, we can always so be hanging like, out like we used yeah, to. Right, nudging, yeah, everything nudging will be fine. in that direction. Your actions have consequences. Right. So the decision's made, cuts to the concert, which, you know, they, they didn't put a lot of production into the concert scene. They're in, like, wh- whatever. Just They get some blinking sort of lights seats, going on. Like, and yeah. They're just kind of sitting in regular chairs. And, you know, we hear some music in the background. And then they do a callback to the bathroom joke because now the mechanic and his creepy friend who looks just like him do the also like bathroom thing when they go together. So Fez is like, I thought guys don't go to the bathroom together. Now I couldn't tell. And I'm just going to ask you guys, was this a drug joke or a gay joke? Gay, gay joke. joke. Was it a because gay joke? Later or... on, he says there we're hanging out oh. with gay people and we're okay with it. That's so cool. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that joke. Yeah. I'm they like, like make a joke. I, it's one or the like... other. I don't know if they're like about to do Coke in the bathroom and either way, they don't want to explain it to Fez, but okay. Also, you could not do that joke now either. It's like, Oh, because they're gay, they do women things. Like, would not yeah, work. they want to draw that direct parallel, I suppose. Now, yeah, to, I think the line about there. like them being, I'm cool with this, and them being like, oh, it's old times, and they were cool with it would be one thing, but them making jokes about that, yeah, like the feminine side yeah. of things, yeah, you couldn't pull that off. That would be very, very much, uh, yeah, not. Yeah, in I line. feel like if they were doing cocaine, you would, you wouldn't use that that feminine line. No, well, I, would... I felt like that joke could have played, but I guess it makes more sense now Could've. because that's that's why they're trying to mirror the scene where the girls were going before. So I guess that makes sense. There's also where uh, Fred tells uh, drug, Kelso to be happy horror, which is a great laugh, too. What happened? Then, when Kel- uh, Fez tells Kelsey, uh, Kelso to be happy horror. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> From that point, we see uh, Jackie and Kelso, yeah, like in the car, try- trying to have sex at the time, but they're like, not there yet. They can't quite, like, they're they're hooking up in the car at this point, but they, they can't get to that extra point. But then she kind of, like. Because it's a Swiss Army belt. Yeah, and then they try to flip it, right? So she she basically reverse psychology with them, right? So she says, maybe we should break up. So even though he's been saying the whole episode, I want to break up with her, I want to break up with her, she says, maybe we should break up. And he's like, no, I don't want to break up with you. So, like, the difference between when you're talking to your girl and you're talking to your friends, right? The inconsistencies of what you're going to tell either side to make them happy. And, and she had only really... he's he's gauging this on a very physical response. He's right about to be in a physical act, and right, he's a yeah. This is all. This is uh, yeah. Going he's, to the bone got, zone. It's yeah, also it's also more demoralizing brain. to be the one who was broken up with than to yeah. be the one who broke up with. You know, it's so sure, saving. Face. But I think it's more probably the physical aspect. He, he's totally bone of brain right now. Like he's like, this is my opportunity to hook up in the car, and if I say yes, I want to break up with you. That's not going to happen. I'm but gonna miss she Todd only. Rundgren. I'm out as well. Yeah. She only uh, she only tested him because she thought he wanted out. So when he said, no, I don't want to break up, that's why she was like, oh, good. I didn't really want to break up either. It was, you know, just to make sure that everything was good. And then. Which um, is weird. Yeah. A weird thing to do. Well, right? we're seeing the dynamic of their relationship, right? Like they have like a. They it's have physical, a, yeah, I a guess. somewhat toxic relationship that's just based on their physical attraction to one another. And you're seeing that throughout the episode. They made that very clear from the first time you really see them, hmm. right? So they argue a lot. She always just refers to him as Michael, where no one else calls him Michael. But that's kind of an old girlfriend thing, right? The full first name uh, thing that I've brought it up before. Like, 
the only people that ever call you by your full first name usually, like unless you are addressed that way to the world, is usually your girlfriend and like your parents are the only ones that will call you by your full first name. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah. And that was about it for the concert scene. And then, it, you know, it, it takes us to, and this is where, this was like the final scene of like the show. And we talked before about Donna and Eric's um, chemistry. And this is the first time I really felt like these two do have chemistry. They're just laying didn't. in the car. The concert's over. They're laying in the garage side by side, just kind of like looking up at the stars, listening to music, listening to the artist they just went to see live. But <laughs> I've done that. So I guess like, you know, who's yeah, I think judge? we're all guilty of that. And but, true, uh, to form. That was, true to form. That was definitely a time where I saw chemistry between those two. Did you guys pick up on that at this point? Did it feel no. like they should be together? No, I think I, so. there, yeah, I got nothing from them. There was points in the basement earlier in the show. They they had arms around each other. They were sitting close. Like it was. I there was, was something awkward. there. There was something See, there. Yeah, I, I I got that they were flirty beforehand. Yeah, so we talked about that earlier, and, and I I was wrong. So that was the bang the head on the pole scene, like when their arms were around each other earlier. The show was telling you that they're supposed to be a couple eventually but i didn't see chemistry between them when when they were sitting there with their arms around each other at that point i'm like why that doesn't make sense because they they haven't established that they like each other so it's weird for them to just be sitting there with their arms around each other as buddies that's not normal they do establish that sorry gordo they do establish that they've been neighbors for a while right or am i yeah, they have like a because i think at one point she says you could have had me when you were when i was when you were eight like four or something, or something. right yeah. so i think that that's kind of where they shoehorned their you know just comfortability around each yeah. other but i thought this scene here was the first time for me that i'm like this this has legs like they they do have some on-screen chemistry they they look like they could work together and they're on the yeah. hood of the car at this point too right yeah, yeah just laying on the hood. Which yeah. is a pretty, I mean, it's not intimate in a way that, like, being in a bed is intimate, but it's... Back then, I think it was, you know. Not uh, back like, then in the 70s, freedom. I mean. No, nah, man, Wayne and yeah, Garth did that. their freedom, and they're not going to be in bed together, but they're laying <laughs> yeah, yeah. in this sort yeah. of thing. And they're having a nice moment, you know, regardless. It's a nice moment between the one, two. One thing I found funny, though, is when she got up to leave, he moves over into her spot for no reason at all. Because <laughs> she's going to leave. There was no reason for him to move over. Other than for her to walk back after and kiss him, which that's funny. You know, yeah, I didn't think of like, that. That's a good point, though. And then, yeah, so at that scene, we do get the first kiss between the two of them, and it it did seem a little out of place. Like I know they just had a nice moment, but it was all it was like I felt like something like this that they were obviously teasing that this was going to lead to something. I thought they rushed it a little bit by having her kiss him at the end of this episode. I thought that they could have waited a while before that happened. See, for this, I go on uh, pilot rules, right? Where you're like, you're trying to, you have to make a 50-50 decision at this point. Do you want them to kiss because you want to see them progress? Or do you want to have them not kiss because you want to see what happens? You have to flip a coin at that point, right? You want to see what happens. That's what you do. That's what you need to do every time. You got to make them want more. Yeah, you don't give them the finality because, you know, the the reality is the pilot doesn't get aired if it's not picked up anyway. So it's just like the show dies in in that single episode. Yeah, but I like the idea of the chase is now more high stakes because they've already expressed this. It's not so much a does he, does she. It's a we both do, but they're awkward teenagers and now we're going to watch them try to navigate this. Which I yeah, think I guess what I didn't like about it, though, is, well, again, I felt like it was too rushed, but on top of it, she also made it known that there will be a next time because he said, well, you know, if I could have did it differently, I would have moved my lips or whatever he said to her. Right. But mm-hmm. she was like, you'll basically said there there will be more opportunities for you to correct that. So I, I was just like, you know, I thought it was too soon for the first kiss. 
And especially where it wasn't even almost like a they kissed and then felt awkward about it and they weren't sure if they did the right thing. They kissed and she was like, yeah, we're going to keep kissing down the road. So Was it I established thought, that that was the first kiss? I don't think so. I, I think, think this is a thing. outright stated. No, because yeah. he says, yeah. why did you do that? Yeah, I, don't, like, I didn't get if, the vibe that they had kissed leading up until yeah. then. Uh, yeah, I don't she know. She was very embarrassed early in the episode when he heard from Kelso that she thought he was cute. So if they were already kissing, thinking that you're cute isn't really like, yeah, of course you do. You put your mouth on right. it on purpose. I, I wonder, though, if they had if they had kissed but because of their maybe not in the lips, but, you know, maybe there was like peck in the cheeks and whatnot. But you because you saw the way that they interacted down in the basement, you saw that yeah, they were awkwardly. A little ha- awkwardly hands on. So. I don't know. Like no, I I I, I got I they know. were lifelong friends because they were neighbors and they grew up together. I I didn't get any romance before this point from them. I got That's a little my in the opinion. basement, but this I is got the, the hardest. I think. Mm, I don't know. I I saw it, but maybe that's just the the other episodes creeping in. Was uh, it, it was vague, right? Like we can't figure out down the line, and maybe that was intentional. Yeah, and, mm. you know, again, I I think they could have waited, but you know. That's the direction they went in, and I'm not the writer, so that's what they gave us. Um, that was the show. Other than that, it, it, we just get one last little. There's a there's. It's almost like a, a second version of the intro where they're all back in the car doing another song, singing together, and like I thought that was kind of an interesting way to exit the show is to kind of go full circle like that with an outro that's a pre-recorded outro, not just a scene. Mm. You don't see that in a lot of shows, but I like was, I like the button of like doing the beginning and the end, but a little different. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. It's different. It definitely like you know flagged my attention because it's not something you're used to seeing. But that's it. That's the whole episode. That '70s show. This is the part of the show where we're going to talk about it now. Like, how do you guys feel? Is this a show that, based on just this episode and forgetting anything you know about the show other than just this pilot, is this a show that you want to greenlight or cancel? Joe, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, Kurtwood Smith, big star, done, greenlit. Nick, how about you? Uh this uh, this show. Uh, my favorite thing about this pilot anyways, uh, it's fun. It's like a lot of fun. And I enjoyed uh, the energy of it. And um, I'm definitely coming back. Greenlight. The characters are great. The story's great. I want to see more. Greenlight. Gordo. Greenlight. Uh, everything everything about it was good. Uh, the, the characters were great. The story was good. The Even the interaction with the parents were funny. Um, you know, I, I want to see where it goes. Green light for me. Ferg, how about you? Definitely green light. One thing I really like about the show is it's that 70s show, but that's not the identity of the show. Everything that happened in this show could have happened in any decade. And it wasn't for 70s jokes. It was just a sitcom that happened to be in the 70s. And everything worked. And that's why that 80s show failed. Because the whole thing was, this is the 80s. And that that wasn't a mistake that that 70s show makes in its pilot. And for that, green light, great characters, great jokes, everything. Yeah, How about so, you, Jay? Yeah, so to to go, you know, with all you guys, I'm going to give it the green light. And I'll be honest, so I've always liked that 70s show, but it's not a show that I can ever say I watched front to back. It was just one of those types of shows that's always on. It's heavily hmm. syndicated. I watched a good amount of it in its live run. But I can never say I really watched it episode to episode. Starting in the beginning now, and I don't know if this is just watching a little earlier, and as we talked about the episode, it's very nostalgic to all of us now to look back because it's relatable, right? Just the friendship aspect is very relatable. Starting in the beginning, this was definitely a show I wanted to 
maybe binge now and just really go through it. And, you know, for that reason and for everything else we talked about, weird um, transitions aside that I hated, uh, I think the rest of the show hit and I'm going to give that a green light. I think at some point we need to figure out what we're going to call episodes where we give them five green lights or five cancels. They need to be some sort of a thing attached to that when we all agree one way or the other. But we don't have that yet. So maybe down the road. Find us on Twitter and tell us what we should call that. Yeah. Yeah, If you guys have a good idea, by all means, let us know. So guys, that's all we have for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. If this is a show that you want to continue to listen to, please subscribe to us so you don't miss an episode. You can find all our information at s1e1pod.com. That's going to link you to everywhere where you can listen as far as uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever. And it has all of our social medias attached. So give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you uh, prefer for your social media. We're everywhere. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Hello, Wisconsin. Wisconsin.